In this episode, I want to address a topic that has found its way to the mainstream lately. I want to talk about poverty, exploitation, abuse, discrimination, and how socioeconomic conditions still determine the value of human life in many parts of the world. This is an episode about classism, servitude, and subjugation. This episode is about modern slavery. Welcome to Nigerian American. My name is LD. This is my podcast. Before I begin, I think it's important that we're all on the same page about what a slave is. Here are the Oxford Dictionary definitions of the word slave. Definition one, a person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Definition two, a person who works very hard without proper remuneration or appreciation. Definition one describes slavery as the legal ownership of a person by someone else. The ownership terms aren't specified in the definition except that the person who is owned is forced to obey their owner. Definition two highlights conditions that qualify a slave. A slave is someone who, in quotes, works very hard without proper remuneration or appreciation, end of quote. By the end of this episode, I hope that you will, if you don't already, understand the need for more empathy and compassion for fellow human beings, regardless of their social or economic class or status. I hope that you will agree that no one person's life should be more valuable than another on this planet, and that every human deserves the right to be treated with basic dignity and respect. I hope that you will have a better appreciation of the need to protect basic human rights. In 1948, the United Nations General Assembly put together a Universal Declaration of Human Rights document that would act as the moral contract of the New World. The relevance of this text was evident at the end of the Second World War, which caused almost 50 million deaths. It was drafted by representatives with different legal and cultural backgrounds from all regions of the world. It set out for the first time fundamental human rights that must be universally protected. Article 1 of that document states, and I quote, All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. Period. Article 2. Everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration, without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. Furthermore, no distinction shall be made on the basis of the political, jurisdictional, or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs, whether it be independent, trust, 
non-self-governing, or under any other limitation of sovereignty. Article 3. Everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. Article 4. No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. Article 5. No one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. End of quote. I won't read you the entire document, but there are 30 articles. If you haven't seen it already, you can Google it. Just so we're still on the same page, I want to highlight some parts of the articles that I've just read to you. Article 1 states that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. This is important because it suggests that all humans are equal and should have a basic level of dignity and freedom. Unfortunately, society divides humans into classes in which those considered to be the higher classes are typically afforded more dignity and rights than those in the lower classes. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights seeks to address this problem by deliberately outlining rules that we must abide by and protect in order to encourage equality for all humans all over the world. Again, Article 4 states that, I quote, No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. End of quote. Article 4 is very important because it talks about all forms of slavery. When we talk about slavery today, many people immediately imagine the Hollywood movies, Amistad or Roots or 12 Years a Slave. Um, those movies are set in the 18th, 19th or early 20th centuries, and they paint a similar picture. The stories told in those movies about the mass enslavement of Africans in America is one that shapes most people's understanding of what slavery is. Typically, the stories are about people who are snatched from their homes and forcefully sold off as property to other people in order to work for free. Thankfully, that form of slavery was abolished in the 19th century. But, as we all know now, and with recent exposure of slave markets in Libya, it still exists today. Slavery exists today in many modern and commonly acceptable forms as well and has continued to harm people all over the world. As a matter of fact, there are more enslaved humans today than ever before in human history. It is estimated that there are over 50 million enslaved people around the world today, including over 15 million children, over 25 million people in forced labor, over 15 million people in forced marriage, and over 5 million people in forced sexual exploitation. Modern slavery exists today in many forms. The purpose of exploitation may vary, but whether it's human trafficking, forced labor, bonded labor, child marriage, descent-based slavery, or domestic slavery, the practices are very common and must be tackled if we're to fulfill the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that we signed in 1948. Let me explain a few forms of modern slavery, and these are some of the popular ones. Forced labor. Forced labor occurs 
when people are forced to do any work or provide a service against their will and under the threat of some form of punishment. It affects millions of men, women, and children around the world and is most often found in industries that require a lot of workers and has little to no regulation. Forced labor deploys physical violence on its victims, often with remuneration that is below acceptable labor limits or in some cases, no payment at all. It often affects the most vulnerable and excluded groups in regions where such groups have no means nor capacity to revolt or escape. Many of the West African migrants who end up getting trapped in Libya on their way to Europe are sold off and often end up in forced labor camps, working on farms, in mines, and in factories. There are over 25 million people in forced labor around the world today. Another kind of slavery is debt bondage, otherwise known as bonded labor. This is the world's most widespread form of slavery. When people borrow money they cannot repay and are required to work to pay off the debt and then end up losing control over the conditions of both their employment and the debt. They're usually tricked into working for little or no pay with no control over their debt or how much is left of it before they can earn or regain their freedom. Most or all of the money they earn goes towards paying off their loan but the value of their work invariably becomes much greater than the sum of money that they owe. Bonded labor is most widespread in South Asian countries such as India and Pakistan. Often, entire families have to work to pay off the debt taken by one of its members. Sometimes, the debt can be passed down the generations, and children can be held in debt bondage because of a loan their parents had taken decades ago. People bonded by debt face coercion, violence, and intimidation if they try to leave. In India alone, hundreds of thousands of men, women, and children are forced to work as bonded laborers in brick kilns and agriculture. They suffer extreme exploitation and abuse. Human trafficking is another form of slavery. It involves recruitment, harboring or transporting people into a situation of exploitation through the use of violence, deception, or coercion. Such people are forced to work against their will. Basically, human trafficking is a process of enslaving people by coercing them into a situation with no way out and exploiting them. The exploitation motive varies. It can be forced prostitution, forced labor, forced begging, forced criminality, domestic servitude, forced marriage, or even, in some really crazy cases, forced organ removal. There's a common misconception. People don't necessarily have to be transported across borders for trafficking to take place. In fact, transporting or moving the victim doesn't necessarily define human trafficking. When humans are trafficked, no violence or coercion needs to be involved. Simply bringing people into exploitative conditions in an unfamiliar environment constitutes human trafficking. Many people who fall victim of human trafficking are people seeking to escape poverty, to improve their lives, and to support their families. Typically, they get an offer for, you know, of a well-paid job in a city or abroad or in another region. Very often, 
they borrow money from their traffickers in advance so that they can pay for, you know, arranging the job, for the travel costs, and the initial accommodation. When they arrive at the destination, they quickly find out that the work they applied for doesn't exist or that the conditions are different from what they expected. But it's too late. And in some cases, their travel documents are taken away and they're forced to work until their debt is paid off. In Nigeria, traffickers go to poorer villages or even across international borders to make promises of a better life in the city to many families who willingly allow their children to be trafficked. A significant number of such children or young adults end up as house helps, shopkeepers, sex workers, or street beggars, working to earn their freedom from their traffickers for years and under constant coercion and abuse. Then there is descent-based slavery. Descent-based slavery is a situation where people are born into slavery because their ancestors were captured into slavery and their families have belonged to the slave-owning families ever since. Slave status is basically passed down the maternal line. This form of slavery is still very common in Niger, Mali, Chad, and in some parts of northern Nigeria and Sudan. Many other African cultures and societies have a traditional hierarchy where people are known to be the descendants of slaves or slave owners. So basically, people are born into descent-based slavery and they face a lifetime of exploitation. They're basically treated as property by their masters. They work without pay, usually herding animals, working on farms or in their masters' homes. They can be inherited. They can be sold or given away as gifts or wedding presents. Women and girls of descent-based slavery typically face sexual abuse and rape. And often, they have to bear their master's children. In turn, their children are also owned by their masters. Another form of slavery is domestic slavery. Domestic work is a sector which is particularly vulnerable to exploitation because of the unique circumstances of working inside a private household, combined with a lack of basic legal protection. Domestic workers perform a range of tasks in private homes, including cooking, cleaning, laundry, you know, taking care of children, running errands and stuff like that. Some domestic workers often live in their employers' homes and are often considered as on-call servants who undertake work for their employers 24 hours a day. The pay is often low, with wage payments frequently delayed. Some domestic workers may not be paid at all or only receive payment in kind, such as food, clothing, and accommodation, or in rare instances, an opportunity at an education or training of some kind. For some domestic workers, the circumstances and conditions of their work amount really to slavery. This happens when employers prevent the domestic workers from leaving the house, don't pay their wages as agreed, or pay the wages to someone else. The use of violence or threats of physical abuse, withholding their identity documents, limiting their contact with their family, and forcing them to work under highly unfavorable conditions. 
The International Labor Organization estimates that at least 53 million men and women are domestic workers across the world. Women and girls make up the overwhelming majority of domestic slaves. Then there's child slavery. Many people confuse child slavery with child labor, but child slavery is actually much worse. Child labor is harmful for children and hinders their education and development. But child slavery occurs when a child is exploited for someone else's gain. It can include child trafficking, child soldiers, child marriage, and child domestic slavery. When children are exploited for the benefit of someone else, child slavery has occurred. This is common where traffickers offer children as cheap labor to people who pay the traffickers for the services or work done by the child. Where the children are used for domestic labor, they aren't allowed to eat the same food as the rest of their master's family. They don't sleep in the same rooms or wear the same clothes. They wake up before everyone and go to sleep after everyone else. They clean up after the entire family they're enslaved to. They run all errands, wash clothes by hand, do dishes, cook food, take care of babies, and are responsible for all household chores. They're violently abused for any reason at all, sometimes even sexually abused by their masters or traffickers. Some of these children are as young as five years old. Some slave masters or traffickers attempt to justify their cruel acts of child slavery by suggesting that the children are being placed in better conditions than where they came from originally. They believe that somehow the children are being compensated for the work they do by the opportunity to possibly get an education or learn a trade while working for their masters. They also suggest that such children are not being held against their will and they're free to leave anytime they wish. But sadly, most of the children are violently coerced into those situations by lower class parents or relatives who are motivated primarily by poverty. And a lot of those children are often psychologically trapped. If you live in West Africa, you see many of such children daily. They're a part of everyday culture. It is so normal that people don't even recognize or consider it as slavery. They're usually called house helps. They're very easy to identify when you meet a family. Usually timid, quiet, underdressed, and carrying the bags or watching and helping the younger children of their masters. Many families who can afford to have a child slave whom they pay a trafficker as little as $20 for monthly. Growing up in Nigeria, I learned about people mostly referred to as agents, who usually traffic such children from poor communities to the cities, offering them to families for cheap labor or in exchange for some other form of compensation of which the child has no say. Some of these children are forced to become child soldiers and exploited by rebels. Some are even blinded or handicapped and forced into street begging. Some are sold into situations where they are sexually exploited regularly by pedophiles. Some are forcefully taken and married off to the highest bidder. There are over 150 million children considered to be victims of child labor today. 
Over 110 million of those children are under the age of 14. UNICEF reports that there are over 300,000 child soldiers. Many of them are younger than 10 years old. Over 15 million children are victims of child slavery worldwide, according to the International Labor Organization. Overwhelmingly, the majority of them are girls. The last form of slavery I want to discuss in this episode is forced and early child marriage. This is when someone is married against their will and cannot leave the marriage. Many child marriages are often negotiated and executed by adults and can be considered as slavery. Marriage involving children under 16 years of age remains a widely culturally accepted practice in many corners of the globe. UNICEF estimates that 11% of women worldwide were married before reaching the age of 15. In some cases, boys are affected by the practice but it is mostly girls who suffer slavery as a consequence of child marriage. There is growing global awareness about the negative consequences of child marriage, especially for girls, including risks to their physical and psychological health. And to be clear, child marriage becomes slavery if the child has not genuinely given their free and informed consent to enter the marriage. It also becomes slavery if the child is subjected to control and ownership in the marriage itself, particularly through abuse and violent threats. It is also considered slavery when the child is exploited by being forced to undertake domestic chores within the marital home or labor outside it and or engaged in non-consensual sexual relations. Child marriage also becomes slavery if the child cannot realistically leave or end the marriage, leading potentially to a lifetime of enslavement. Some cultures, religions, or traditions support child marriage, but it is important to remember that children are in a weaker position to give free, full, and informed consent to marriage than adults, even if they appear to agree or don't express refusal. Many children have little or no control over their movements or person within the marriage, including over sexual relations. Girls in particular are commonly controlled through violence, threats, and humiliation, as well as experiencing isolation and loneliness. Many children may not realistically be able to leave their forced marriages because of the inability to support themselves financially or They may fear repercussions from in-laws and the wider community, as well as their own families. Girls who leave their marriages without support are often vulnerable to other forms of slavery and exploitation. We'll be back after a quick break. We'll be right back. Many people are guilty of various forms of slavery. As a matter of fact, a lot of us are unwittingly guilty of either directly participating in acts of slavery or standing idly by while fellow humans are enslaved. 
a lot of us only recognize slavery to be what we've seen on TV. So when we think of slavery, we see chains, people being physically abused and forcefully paraded for sale by other people, uh, mostly of a different race. And it is a concept that most people consider to be long gone. This is why there was serious outrage when CNN discovered slave markets in Libya. In that particular case, it was discovered that migrants looking to travel from many West African countries across Libya and into Europe are captured in Libya and auctioned off into domestic slavery for as little as $200 per person. It was a truly bizarre discovery for most people that in 2017, some evil folks would engage in such acts. Social media has been boiling, demonstrations are being held all over the world, and people are calling for the end of Libyan slave markets. We should all be outraged by it. It is our duty as humans to protect the basic human rights of fellow human beings. Like the late great Martin Luther King once said, and I quote, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, end of quote. I'm glad that we all agree, and I'm glad that we all condemn the Libyan slave auctions and that we're actively taking a stand against the enslavement and dehumanization of other human beings, regardless of race, color, religion, or nationality. But here's something else that I want to tell you. What I want to tell you is that there are various forms of human enslavement happening right under our noses. Forms of slavery that we've become so conditioned to and accustomed to that we don't even recognize them as slavery at all. What I'm saying is that the various forms of slavery I described early in this episode and their victims also deserve similar outrage and protection. Their fundamental human rights are being violated and it is the responsibility of every one of us to uphold and protect the Universal Declaration of Human Rights Agreement that we made in 1948. My goal is not to diminish the importance of the message about stopping the slave practices in Libya. This is also not intended as a diversionary message. However, I thought this was a good time to highlight all the other forms of slavery that we could also channel some of our current frustration towards eradicating. I made a post on Twitter and Instagram where I shared the following message. Begin quote. While we're on the topic of slavery in Libya, I hope you also find time to reflect on the slavery and human trafficking in many of our African homes as well. Those house helps from Benin, Togo, whose masters get paid 10,000 naira every month to do chores from dusk till dawn. I'm talking about the ones you kick and scream at all day to do your house chores, watch your kids, do your laundry, do your dishes, cook, etc. The ones you pay less than $50 a month to the man or woman who brought him or her from Benin, Calaba, Akwaibom, or Togo. Yes, that is also slavery. Let's not only kick against slavery when it's convenient, if you really want to take a stand, let go of the unfortunate teenager that is slaving away in your quarters right now. You are not very different from the Libyan who paid for slaves to do his chores. 
we must take a stand against all forms of slavery. It is not only slavery when it is against black people or other races. It is also slavery when it's black on black. Take a stand today. Tell your friend, your family, and your neighbors to let go of their slaves. Hashtag slavery. The fact that it is part of our culture doesn't mean we cannot evolve. As we learn and become more aware, we must change our ways and replace our practices with more sensible and more humane ones. Free your slaves today. Hashtag slavery. I've had this argument with many who confuse slavery with employment. You cannot employ a child for labor and pay the wages to his or her master, parent, or relative. That is slavery, and it is wrong. There is little difference in the sex worker that was trafficked to Europe and your house help that was trafficked from the village. So long as the trafficker is who gets paid for their work, they are both working towards regaining their freedom. It is slavery. And please don't get all defensive. We've all unwittingly either practiced or tolerated it at some point. I'm not just on a self-righteous rant. We must recognize it for what it is. I'm glad we're all upset about Libya, as we should be. But there is more to be upset about. Hashtag slavery. End of quote. There were many responses to my post. Some people agree that we need to do more to eradicate all forms of slavery. But there's still a few people out there who do not understand the various forms of slavery. That is the reason I chose to dedicate this episode to addressing the issue. Some of the comments to my posts on social media suggested that house helps or domestic workers should not be considered slaves if they're duly compensated as mutually agreed. And I agree. However, if they are children, while it may not be slavery in all cases, it is still unacceptable and must be stopped. Child labor is an international crime. If compensation for a domestic worker is being paid to someone other than the worker, it is slavery, whether the worker is a child or an adult. Whether it's human trafficking, forced labor, bonded labor, child marriage, descent-based slavery, or domestic slavery, Article 4 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights states clearly that, and I quote, no one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. End of quote. I hope that I've somehow managed to give a clearer understanding of what constitutes modern slavery. And I also hope that many people will see this as a form of enlightenment and one that may encourage the right conversations towards the actions that may eventually help eradicate the various forms of slavery from humanity altogether. I think it's important that I also mention that slavery in many of the discussed forms exists in every single country in the world. 
According to the Global Slave Index, the countries with the highest numbers of people in modern slavery are India, China, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Uzbekistan. But slavery exists in every single country on earth. We must call out Libya for their practices, and we must also begin to address all of the forms of slavery, especially those that are hiding in plain sight and have become embedded into modern culture. The top barriers to the eradication of slavery are strict hierarchical social structures and caste systems, poverty, discrimination, lack of respect for children's rights and development needs, and the lack of respect for the basic human right of dignity and freedom. We must all strive to create a world without the conditions for slavery and labor exploitation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nigerian American. Please feel free to subscribe, leave comments, and share this podcast. You may also reach us by our email, NigerianAmericanPodcast at gmail.com. My name is LD. Music for this episode was provided by Mattia Cupelli. Special thanks goes to antislavery.org. Nigerian American is produced by Dolly, my beautiful wife. Thank you for listening. <laughs>